where this is going to go because I've recorded a couple different things and well we'll just see what happens here because there was a lot of things going on in my mind today and to start with was I recorded something it was nice high quality it sounded great and listening to it was painful <laughs> I always listen to recordings before I put them up. Hopefully this one makes the cut because sometimes I listen to things and I'm like, wow, that was really hard to get through. I do enjoy listening when I'm actually kind of talking through some ideas and thinking about things, but because of the way I do it, you know, sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to get from the thoughts inside my head to the words out of my mouth. So, what I was thinking through was a problem I was facing, and it was the problem that, see, here we go, a, a big pause as I try, try to just spit it out, really. I guess it's the problem that sometimes you realize things about yourself. Now, if uh, there are things that if you were to say, if you were to express these out in the public people who particularly people who don't really know you but love to judge you will destroy you for but the fact is these uncomfortable truths exist and these uncomfortable feelings exist and we can either hide them or we can try to address them and what I decided to do is to try to address this particular one because I wasn't comfortable with it and what it was was that Wimps piss me off. Pussies and wimps and all these... I don't know, it just pisses me off. And I don't even know that there's a lower limit to the age. Because when I see whiny little boys, uh, it, it irritates me. And the kind of... The, the kind of weird paradox, if that's the right word, is that I know in many cases it's it's sort of a, a sensitive children and I know this because I was a sensitive child and I while talking through it I realized that my dad was not sensitive uh, as a man not overly empathetic whereas I do tend to be more kind of emotional and empathetic and all that stuff and and I was a sensitive child and I think my being sensitive was probably a little bit frustrating at time for him because he he couldn't sympathize and so maybe my upbringing with having a strict father as a sensitive child and I was the the child being their first one that they were the most strict with uh, maybe that's got something to do with it in very kind of I think I think Freudian kind of unconscious level but I don't like kind of reverting to that. I don't like making excuses. I would like to understand it, and if it's a problem, deal with it. Uh, just talking through it, as I did, I think helped with it a little bit. And I came to understand that one of the things that really irritated me beyond this was when I see, and I'm seeing this right now in my girlfriend's ex-husband uh, doing this with their son is when people coddle children so much that they're they're 
almost at fault for turning them into wimps and they're encouraging this. It's extremely frustrating. And again, this is coming from somebody who admittedly coddled his son while I was a single parent raising raising my children. I know I coddled them probably a lot more than I should have. Now, my daughter seemed to handle that a lot better than my son did. He's it's taken a lot of time for him to try to, un- to reverse some of the things I did. I wound up staying home from work today because my stepson was quote-unquote sick. He wasn't sick. He was fine. As the minute he was told he was staying home, he was bouncing off walls, so that was a little bit frustrating. Not just for me. His mom was a bit irritated about that, too. But she's frustrated, too. She's frustrated by the way her ex has been, you know... he. I'm, I don't, I'm not trying to air dirty laundry here, so I'm not going to get much into detail. But anyway, uh, suffice it to say, she's in a bit of a frustrating spot too, where she's trying to help him gain some responsibility while the father's coddling him, and so it leaves her to look like a bit of the bad guy. This was different from what my ex did, where with, with the children, she was completely emotionally absent and I felt the need to be overly present I guess emotionally so I guess while working through all this stuff I kind of thought back to recently when I found myself quite defensive of the rule of masculinity I hated the fact that there was this move or movement to try to tear down what it means to be a man and in effect tear down the family unit and this hasn't gone away actually but it's died down a little bit it's a it was a pretty sneaky little movement what it was doing so came up with this term called toxic masculinity, which is horseshit. Masculinity in and of itself is not toxic. It's no more toxic than femininity is. Can you imagine if we said, came up with a term toxic femininity, what would that look like? You know, all the people who are saying that it's not masculinity have no idea what they're talking about. Either they are being willfully ignorant or they've been misled. I don't know which one it is, I don't really care, but what they're doing is promoting this idea that masculinity has built in it some kind of evil potential that is inherent in men. Well, that's just stupidity. All people are capable of evil, and I don't care what gender you are. I don't care what genitals you have. Does testosterone come with uh, the tendency to be more aggressive at times? Absolutely. Does that make it toxic? Well, that's funny because you don't hear these people uh, begrudging 
uh, evolution in its in in all its wisdom. No, no, no. But well, except when it's convenient, of course. So anyway, uh, I as you can probably hear in my voice, that whole thing annoys me, and this idea to tear down men and thus uh, attack masculinity and thus attack the structure of the family and thus attack uh, uh, the, the elements that have created what is in essence a pretty functional society has had the fallout of leaving fathers in a pretty weird position where it's difficult to know what to do. That's not an excuse. We should be smarter, but when everybody's telling you that you're inherently toxic, then what what are you supposed to do with that? How are you supposed to teach your son? Well, again, that goes back to the over-coddling thing. And that's what tends to happen. We create these uh, little safe spaces where we don't let people grow. And we don't let people develop. And we turn people into wimps. And this was kind of a... This was kind of another thing that... Factored into it. I was thinking... I was trying to work out what what is the answer because it would seem that what's the answer how do you not raise a wimp and it becomes especially difficult when you're dealing with a sensitive child I admit that I was a sensitive child my son is quite sensitive still even at age 13 and it's still something that I'm muddling my way through but it seems that the best successes I've had has been when I have made deliberate attempts not to coddle him but not do the opposite either because while coddling overly and that doesn't mean you're not emotionally supportive it doesn't mean that at all it means that you're not being overly protective so while we don't want to do that, we also don't want to be either neglectful or overly harsh. Even, even uh, you don't want to be nasty, I guess. You don't want to be, I mean, it, we, it is, they are still children. So trying to treat, treat them like you would treat a full-grown man makes absolutely no sense. That whole thing of, oh, just toughen up. Well, it doesn't work that way. Sorry, it doesn't. That was the kind of approach my dad took. And that's a great approach to take if you want your child to grow up to be a bully. Being neglectful, being... I mean, why do you think why do you think we have a problem with gangs? And is it much of a coincidence that most of those young men that go that way didn't have their father present? I would say probably not. So definitely being a bully isn't what we want. Being a wimp isn't what we want. Being somebody who has the balls to stand up for himself 
and to have some integrity and stand up for what's right. That's the kind of son we want. We don't want these little pussies whining and crying and taking little temper tantrums when they don't get their way. We don't need these little social justice warriors who protest everything and don't even know what they're protesting. And I'm not even mad at them because they don't know what they're doing. They're young. They haven't figured things out. Other people are taking advantage of this. This is what pisses me off about some of the, the more extreme sides of the... We tend to see it more on the left, let's be honest. On the extreme ends of the left, where they're all about... What, what do they do? They, they rile up young people who have the kind of passion and energy and, and ferocity and emotions and, and they're, they haven't fully formed the ability to rationalize. And we know for a fact that emotions are fast. Emotions work quickly. Animals have emotion. This is this is something that it, it sounds weird, but the the emotional part of our brains is connected is similar to what is seen in animals. When you think about it, when when something startles you, you've seen animals startled, like dog, a cat, whatever. They get startled. Why? That's an emotion. It's an emotional response to something that you jump. You jump so that you don't die. So those are lightning quick. Whereas rationality, that's something animals don't have. And the ability to make sense of these emotions. Even some people don't have that. Even some people, they, they either lack the ability to have the, the, the ability to understand their emotions or certainly to express them and to convert that into words and learning learning how to take that word that, that sorry that emotion and give it a name has been found to be the perhaps the best way to get an emotion under control and make sure that it's not controlling you so much as you are controlling it. And that's something that most of us don't figure out until much later in life. And many of us never figure it out. Some, some of us, a lot of us do it, but without even all, uh, completely knowing that's what we're doing is, is understanding. And that's often how it, how it shows up is, is we just feel we're understanding the emotion. But in fact, the, the actual process of giving it a name is a huge part of that. Hmm, this has been quite a rant. And I'm trying to think how I can relate it into something applicable. Certainly from the standpoint of a father, there is applicability in deliberately making an effort to encourage my children 
rather than to coddle or to... Well, it's not my personal tendency to be neglectful or to be sarcastic or anything like that. It's sometimes sarcastic when I'm messing around, but certainly coddling is the one that I'm more most guilty of. So perhaps my personal challenge with parenting would be to not over coddle, but but to encourage. That's certainly now when it comes to physique development. Am I coddling myself? Am I letting myself off easy? Or am I doing the opposite? Am I being neglectful? Am I being overly critical? Or am I encouraging myself by trying to push just beyond the bounds of comfort. This has been an interesting exercise today.